0: Guys, another great episode, questions were on fire, hopefully the answers did. were as well. Yeah. Enjoy the episode, 10 questions coming, your, and answers coming your way.
1: <laughs> Not just the questions.
0: <laughs> What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of...
1: Hashtag Ask TV.
0: Thanks for tuning in for another podcast here. Um, this is the episode in this series where we take your questions on social media when you use hashtag... Ask Liling TV And uh, just an update. We're not taking Snapchat hashtag ask TV questions anymore. It's just too hard to find them, too hard to organize them. So if you want your questions answered you use hashtag TV on Twitter right here on Facebook and Instagram. I think those are the three. Yep,
1: sounds good. I think we're on 59 today, right? Is this episode, episode 59? Episode
0: 59. We're rolling and rolling what? and rolling. All right. So let's jump into the show. First Here. question on Facebook from Diago Vargas. Says, Brad, what do you think of creatine for muscle building? Do you take it? Also, just curious of what you think of the Noble Project Cross Trainer shoes. I know he loves sneakers. <laughs>
1: he does. So Everyone guess, knows he loves sneakers.
0: So I guess this is a question for me. Um, creatine... The thing with creatine is, and I think it has a lot to do with with a lot of different supplements, is there's some people who are considered like outliers where certain supplements don't work. So um, for them, I seem to be one of of those people where creatine just doesn't work for me personally. So um, I know a lot of people have taken creatine, the strength gains are there, the energy is there. Um, it's one of the most heavily researched supplements out there that it actually works. So I do recommend people take creatine, but just make sure that you're feeling the effects of it. I've taken so many different types of creatine. I've loaded it. I've taken it. I've maintained it with five gram servings. Like I've done it all. I've taken it with grape juice and I've never felt the effects that I should have off of creatine, but that's not to say that you don't.
1: Yeah, I personally have never given it like a hard enough try to know if it works for me or not. I think it's not typically consumed by women as much as it is by men because it's for building size in your muscles and a lot of women just don't have that goal. Um, So yeah, I don't know. We're not, I guess we're not the best people to speak to this question because we don't Real, well, you've used I'm, it. It's a, I I'm use a great it, person to talk about yeah, it because I've done it. Yeah, it's good to know Brad Guthrie's experience but, on that. But, so.
0: like I said, um, some people, and if you do your research on it, you just look it up. Like, some people, some populations just don't respond. Like, if they're called non responders to certain mm. supplements. I would be classified as a non-responder to creatine. I wish I was a responder because, like I said, it's one of the most researched supplements that works for people who it works on.
1: But hopefully, was his name Diego? Diego? Diego. Hopefully this is good news to you because Brad is still able to build Yeah, that's a good point. great muscle without creatine. So if that kind of answers your question another way, like is it absolutely necessary to building muscle? I would say the answer is no because you can still get a killer physique like yeah. Brad's with just um, basic supplements like whey protein, and I know you take other things too, but um, really stick to a healthy diet. Make sure your diet's in a surplus um, if you want to gain muscle, and then do the right workout program. Yeah, I was going to say, the workout program
0: is important. Oh yeah, working out is
1: hugely important. If your goal is to build muscle, you should know. It's not just nutrition only, but you do definitely need to work out hard and consistently. Yeah,
0: and the next part of that question was the No Bowl Project Cross Trainer. I do not I've never used them before. I've seen them out in the marketplace. Uh, Noble, if you're watching this, send me some sneakers or tweet all the followers or all the viewers out here, tweet Noble to send Brad Gathrow sneakers because I like the look of them and I would like to try them because I hear that they are a good sneaker.
1: Yeah, I've actually never heard of them. Okay, Anna Tan says, what is your opinion on resistant starches? Apparently, if you cook and cool starchy food, i.e. white rice and white Mm -hmm. potatoes, it can be beneficial in healing the gut by feeding the good bacteria. Uh, does that mean the carb content or nutritional components change if they are eaten the next day? Just wondering if my go-to mall lunch of sushi is doing me more good than bad, or am I just kidding myself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, resistant starches is getting a lot more talk in the uh, the health and fitness space, and I think your grocery store or your super, what is it? Your the mall shopping sushi. mall sushi is probably not <laughs> the best thing. So. Um, <laughs> you're bang on with what you're saying about resistant starch. So basically it's like taking a sweet potato, cooking it, and then letting it cool, eating it the next day. And it actually, it has something in it that um, like the, the fiber, it acts like a fiber, like the resistant starch where it doesn't actually affect your blood sugar. I can't explain. Doesn't
1: affect it at all, or no? Because, affects it a little bit less. Uh,
0: well, there's certain parts of it that don't affect it as much. Really? Um, yeah. Like this
1: is all new to me, guys. You I have to look really it up. Not know about that. Yeah. Like just from cooking it and cooling it.
0: I've talked about it on the show before. Really? So cooking Where was certain
1: I paying, was I paying attention? cooking <laughs> certain
0: foods like carbohydrate-based foods that that contain resistant starches, like um, like a lot of grains She's do. She's like white rice and potatoes. beans do. Yeah. Um, uh, bananas is another one, but I tend to just like I said, I stick to the sweet potatoes and and like white potatoes and those sort of things. So if you bake a sweet potato and then you eat it the next day after you put it in the fridge, it actually has more beneficial um, because of the resistant. She's starch.
1: asking, does the carb content change? It or doesn't. Does the nutritional. Content it, it,
0: like I said, it changes because the resistant starch is actually good for you. And it can actually help keep you feeling fuller. Um, but theres it's not like all of the carbs in the sweet potato turn into that, just like a percentage no, of it do. Yeah. So you still have to count the calories and the carbohydrates from the sweet potato. But like I said, it does act like fiber in a sense, like a portion of it acts like fiber where it does, um, like you don't absorb it, it doesn't spike your blood sugar as much. Um, so
1: that's interesting. We actually eat a lot of leftovers. You guys probably know that from watching our channel, but like a big, part of how we make healthy eating convenient is to cook it ahead of time. And then we'll either eat it cold, we eat it cold a lot of times, yeah. or you can reheat it. So, so
0: a lot of people don't like eating cold, but this yeah. is one of the examples of eating cold foods after Being it's been cooked. It's better for you. So if you've, ne- if you've never heard about this, go Google this resistant starch, mm-hmm. and um, it's really starting to make its way and getting some more heat. A lo- <laughs> Quote unquote, yeah, heat. A lot um, of people
1: complain about cold food like some people are like oh it's so disgusting like how do you eat cold chicken or cold fish in that exact voice. Um, <laughs> but I think for me it's like one of those things where it was a necessity like I had no yeah. other choice like when I was in college I would have to cook my food in the morning early early in the morning. I'd usually get up even earlier to work out and then have another hour for food prep. And then I'd go to school all day long and I would be eating my food you know just in containers and i had no choice it it wasn't going to be hot it wasn't going to be fresh it just was what it was it was what it was and it was either that or eat fast food so i got used to it and i think i developed an affinity for that's it what, like i actually like it now. that's what i was going to say <laughs> is
0: like your body adapts to it the first time yeah. you have a cold chicken breast or a cold sweet potato or something yeah you're
1: like ooh. it's
0: like oh this isn't good but then the next day you have it again you're still kind of like oh this isn't good it takes the third a day it's like yeah. all right Fourth day, yeah. Fifth day, like you no know, no problem. <laughs> well, maybe not the fifth day, but it could um, be a different length yeah. of
1: time. But to get used to it, but we're telling you, you will get used to it, especially when you have a really strong reason why. When you figure out what is your motivation for eating this type of food versus uh, shopping mall sushi or whatever you're having, um, you can really learn to like it because you're going to like the results that you're seeing and that I think makes you like the process even yeah. more. Yeah.
0: But so, but guys, like keep this in context, like this isn't like, it's not like we're never going to have a hot sweet potato before. Oh, we always like, eat fresh Like we always too. do. Yeah. But like, just think like when you do cook more of it, you put it in the fridge and you have the next day as leftovers, it's like, okay, like.
1: But you know what I would not recommend based on this question is I wouldn't recommend like adding more starchy carbs
0: no, that's to your I, diet
1: than you need and then just cooling them, like thinking that it like negates them. It doesn't. No. So even if this is a somewhat of a small benefit to you, you still need to get your calories on point for your goals and not be in a surplus if you don't want to gain
0: weight. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, so Brad Guthrie liked this one. Okay, this one is Tony <laughs> Lowe from an NASM CPT is uh, I usually avoid combining fats with a post-workout meal. You seem to include. Thoughts? Ah. I like how you kept the question so short. Yeah. That was good.
0: No, well, it's Twitter, so that's why I we know. love Twitter, because <laughs> people keep their questions 140 characters. Yeah,
1: we've, had, we've talked about this exact thing on the show before, like specifically your smoothie. His Break the Fast smoothie you guys all saw on YouTube. It had what, nut butter and hemp seeds? Well, it's
0: a high fat smoothie. right? So people were asking me like, Brad, you always talked about not including a lot of fat in your post-workout smoothie because it yeah. slows the absorption a and after a workout, really you want that protein, protein. quick. Yeah. So when, when somebody called me out on it, I was like, you are 100% right. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you're 100% <laughs> yeah, this right. This is
1: the opposite of what you usually recommend. But
0: And it's, so in a sense, I'm kind of like a contradictory yeah. type thing, but, mm-hmm. but for optimal, like, muscle building, optimal health after your workout, you are right, keep fats low. But sometimes I just feel like a little kick of almond butter in my shake for the flavor. So like Not only
1: that, but you have another goal which I think even trumps that first goal. Getting my
0: calories in. Right,
1: exactly. So we always tell you guys priority principle. What is your main goal that you're trying to achieve? And then what is your secondary goal, third goal, whatever. So put your main goal ahead of every other goal. So if your goal is to get the calories up, Fats are gonna help you get there way faster and easier than no fats.
0: Yeah. So So I think that's why. So if your goal is like, yeah, so if your goal is like muscle building and you're getting your calories in, that's not a problem, then keep the fats in your post workout shake to a minimum. But if you're having a problem getting your calories in and your post workout shake is a quick way that you can add calories in by putting fat in, then I think calories at the end of the day, like you said, is more important than.
1: Mm-hmm. It really depends. If we were on a fat loss journey, I would say better to keep the calories on the lower side and then I would absolutely yeah, not have them post-workout. But you guys know we're trying to gain weight over here. We're trying to gain muscle. We need the calories. We're often like so busy that we don't have time to like sit down for a meal. So for us, it's like throwing the calories in when we can get them is a higher priority than this like perfect post-workout combination. Good way to put it. Definitely depends on the goals as does everything.
0: All right, next question on YouTube from Anna Klug. Are most of your friends and the people you associate with living lean as well? How do you meet people who have the same lifestyle values as you locally?
1: I love that question. That's awesome. And I do think like my first reaction to that was like, yeah, our friends do live lean. Like we have a lot of friends that are actually fitness professionals, like either yoga teachers or whatnot. Like like, I made friends with all the personal trainers that I used to work with.
0: But it has not always been like that.
1: No, it's not always been like that. I think it's gotten like that because my interests are there and your interests are there like when you start doing things that are in that circle of people who have the same interests like I was a personal trainer at a gym you naturally make friends with people who are there who are also personal trainers
0: so obviously like not everybody's a personal trainer right so then the other way is like if you do go to a gym which I do recommend people do for the social side of it and being around people and being inspired by other people that you see in the gym Mm -hmm. um, you can make friends I mean that's that's easier said than done. Yeah. Because like I've moved it takes around. A little time. I've moved yeah. around so much in the yeah. last four years. Like I've been in so many different cities yeah. that like I've been uprooted moved. So I'm leaving my friends behind. My friends are here. My friends are there. Yeah. I'm in a new city now where I'm just starting to get make more friends. And it's like it's tough, especially in a gym setting. Cause like when I'm in a gym, like I have my earphones in. And I'll see someone, I'm like, yeah, I think I could vibe with that dude. Like we could probably, but it's yeah, like, sneakers but it's like, how done. do you kind of break that, you know, break that ice, especially being a dude? Like, I think it's more difficult for dudes than girls, I think, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, that's something that, that in my life, like I want more of, like I want to make more friends locally where I am now. I mean, we just moved here six months ago. So when I find somebody that, Kind of has the same vibe with me. Um, They enjoy sports, they enjoy working out, living that lifestyle. I mean, that would be my perfect thing. But
1: yeah, you know what's funny? I just think um, as you become more and more of like a fitness person, you just naturally gravitate towards like there's a this sense of attraction and stuff. And before I met Brad, I was dating all sorts of different guys that were not necessarily into fitness. I had like other boyfriends that didn't work out at all or just barely worked out, and. I think there's a lot of like clashing there. So, this might be what you're feeling while you're asking this question is like, how do you get the right type of people around you that you're going to vibe with? I think it's by being really true to yourself and what you really like and how you want your life set up, and then going and doing the things that make you really happy. And then you just discover the people. Like, I found Brad on YouTube, you guys, because I was interested in fitness business, specifically online, in the online fitness space. And so I was like looking for Or so she says. She is also partners.
0: interested in guys with abs, I think.
1: Well, who isn't? Let's be real. <laughs> I was looking for not just not specifically a guy, but I was just like looking for someone who was in the fitness business space that I could collaborate with at a partnership. Yeah. And then this turned into a marriage, you know? And it's so it's just one of those things where you never know what's going to happen, but when you actually go after what's important to you and what you're really interested in, be true to your passions, I think that's really yeah. what creates your so, your circle. Yeah,
0: like I wrote in like in Think and Live Lean, my book. Like I talk about my past history and where I had a group of friends that I grew up with. Like I was yeah. with them for, from the very beginning, and I just yeah. When
1: found you're a kid, myself, nobody's a fitness person or not. I found you're just my kids.
0: I found myself separating from them. Mm. Not that I tried. But I just found like I was going down a certain path.
1: Well, that's natural when people they grow up. weren't
0: going down that path and. Um, but then I started to make other friends at the gym. And I think yeah. one of the, I know it's harder to make friends at a traditional gym, but I think like one of the things that CrossFit does a really good job at is building the community. Mm. Like everybody is in there like supporting each other. Like you'll never see that in a gym, like doing like a 225 squat for the first time or something. You never see a guy walk up to him like, good job, man. But in a CrossFit gym, that's what it's all about. That's what they really do well. So I'm not saying like to go do CrossFit if you don't want to do it, but. Join a class or something like join a yoga class or join like something where it's like a small group of people that you can get to know people. Um, I think that would be a good way as well. Or in my set, another thing for me, I've always made good friends playing sports, joining sports teams. Mm -hmm. So I think hopefully that gives you some examples and some kind of insight into our past. Mm
1: -hmm. Definitely, don't be afraid to start the conversation. Like instead of waiting for people to come to you. I would encourage you, go up to that person who you feel like you could vibe with yeah, and just say something like, wanna I work know, out I, together? Yeah, Like, I've, that's what I'm always telling you. <laughs> I feel
0: like I feel like I should like put myself up to that challenge. Yeah. Like, every day,
1: Honestly, yeah. talk
0: to somebody. From
1: Twitter says, to build muscle, I weight train four days and two hit a week. What's the best macro split? Currently 40-30-30, five foot seven and 54 kilograms and female,
0: thanks. So to build muscle? Mm-hmm. Okay, so 40-30-30 is good. Yeah. Um, Best
1: macro split. There really is no no, best macro split. I know we talk about macros a lot. I think this is one of those things that gets often confused is people think there's like the one Uh, that's going to build muscle versus another one that's going to gain you fat. Really your calories, whether you're in a surplus or deficit is the main thing that's going to cause you to gain or lose weight. Um, But the macro split is more, I consider it like based on really what works with your body. So not necessarily your preference, but your body's preference. So, so some
0: people like the the bottom line is people respond to some things other people respond to other things. So for mm-hmm. example, I respond better to protein and fat. Mm-hmm. Jessica responds better to protein and carbs, carbohydrates yeah. by keeping the fat fats. lower. Mm-hmm. So it just works
1: better for me. Like I've tried different things over the years and what I come back to ha- and what I see it, the best results ul- with is higher carbs. Ultimately, it has to do
0: with your insulin sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So if you're very insulin sensitive meaning that you can process carbs very well, you can add more carbs in. Um, when you're not, because maybe you've had a lot of carbs in your past, you've been obese or whatever it may be and you're insulin resistant that's when you need to keep your carbs lower so
1: absolutely and when we're talking about higher carb lower carb we're still talking about healthier carb sources because it's like even though I respond well to high carbs I would not respond well to like tons of like soda candy cake cookies all that stuff I respond well to like higher healthier carbs so that means like more sweet potatoes more fruit stuff like that and he'll eat more fats like more avocados more nuts if that gives you an idea of things. But 40, 30, 30 yeah. is a really good balance. I think this is like, I usually start people on a balanced macro split when I'm doing custom plans and they don't know what works best for them. They just have no idea what their spot, what their body responds to. They've never even tried a macro split before. I usually start with something exactly like that, 40, 30, 30. Yeah, I mean,
0: you could even like go 33, 33, Yeah, 30. I do that sometimes If you're brand too. new and yeah. you're just trying to figure out where things are and exactly. then you could take it differently from there, you could go, yeah. I mean, or you could go 40 pro protein, 20 carbs, 40 fat, or you Mm -hmm. could go 40 protein, 40 carbs, 20 fat. Like there's so many, many, you just have to test it out and make sure you give yourself enough time on each way. So like give yourself four to six weeks going 40, 20, 40, and then see where you were before and after, then switch it up to go the other way.
1: Absolutely. When I'm doing coaching, I will not change a client's macro split unless we've given it at least two weeks of consistency. And that's why I have them send me their progress pictures every two weeks so we can take a look and see. How the diet responded with their body. Um, it also it, you have to also take into account training factors um, because as your training style changes, the frequency, the duration, the intensity, you also may need to change your diet to um, to help with recovery and stuff like that. Having 40% protein is a high protein diet, so that's why we recommend that for people who are trying to build muscle, um, you know, get like attain an athletic physique because most people need more muscle to live lean, because like we always talk about, this channel is not called Living Skinny, it's called Living Lean, which requires some muscle. So I think starting with 40% protein is good, and then you can play around with your carbs and fats to figure out what responds best for you.
0: Yeah, okay. Next question from YouTube from Anna B says, is it better to couple a fat with coffee to slow the release of caffeine effect or just have the coffee without fat? Reason why, notice that when I have coffee with no fat, I crave hunger and treats like it is if my blood sugar went through a surge and dropped. Then when trying coffee with fats, i.e. almonds, the release is slower and doesn't cause that surge. Your thoughts?
1: That's a, I think that's a great question because I do think coffee can have this effect. Like Coffee is generally an appetite suppressant, right? Yeah, the caffeine, caffeine will make you like crave less food. But I do think um, if you have a fast metabolism, and you really feel the effects of caffeine, like you're really caffeine sensitive, you can then go into like a sort of insulin spike and start searching for sweets or snacks or something well, like that, so, so.
0: And if you put sugar in your coffee, too.
1: Yeah, hopefully you're not putting sugar in it, but I don't think you are. Um, but yeah, I think pairing it with something like almonds is great. Brad uses coconut oil in his coffee. Coconut
0: oil coffee yeah. is a game changer, mm-hmm. people. So yeah. it's like, and.
1: And that really does like keep you satisfied oh, for hours. and yeah.
0: from a focus standpoint, like healthy fats, I'm I'm more and more and more in love with healthy fats.
1: You just want to bathe in them. No, it's just
0: like the more and more the research I do, trying it on my own self, like healthy fats, like from a macro standpoint, just keeps getting higher for me, higher, 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 higher. higher. So um, I would try the coconut oil coffee. Go search our channel. I have a a video showing you how to make it, how simple it is, how delicious it is. And everybody else who's tried it, because I know a lot of you guys have tried it down in the comments below sing its praises because everyone's like oh my god it doesn't sound good in the beginning but i tried it it is so good it's like a latte like i remember
1: the first time we met like he had just done a youtube video mentioning it or something and then when you came to la and we met you were like looking for coconut oil in i think we were in whole foods oh yeah yeah and then he's like where do they keep the coconut oil and i was like that's not a thing like nobody puts that in their coffee what is that you know and then i tried it like the next day and i was like blown away i was like this is such a like thing you would never think of.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is you can put in some grass-fed butter if you don't have coconut oil. Totally. I prefer coconut oil, but um, grass-fed butter, like a lot of people have been using that and it's yeah. good. You, you've tried that as well. And Definitely,
1: but you know, that being said, I still do like black coffee sometimes. Like I drink a fair percentage of yeah. my coffee's black with nothing in it, and I don't think that that necessarily would give you that kind of spike, like I don't feel ravenous after I have it. I, I honestly feel like caffeine I, is an appetite suppressant. I, I, same too. as me, yeah. Yeah, like if I just drink a black coffee, I can like work, 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 yeah. work, work for hours yeah. without like losing my focus. So, just depends. So try out things, and see what works for you. Okay, Audrey Anne LeBlanc says, uh, my question is if you have any tricks for doing the ab wheel. Presently, I'm not able to go all the way forward without having a pretty bad pain in my lower Mm. back. Do you have any other exercise that would help or any other recommendation? Thanks from Quebec City.
0: Yeah, so it's Le Blanc. Le Blanc. If it's Francais from Quebec, you'd be LeBlanc. I love the
1: name Audrey, that's pretty.
0: All right, (laughs) (laughs) that's so pretty. (laughs) So the ab wheel, yes, I can understand why you have lower back pain, and I know the reason why it is, is because you're not focusing on keeping your core contracted and your glutes contracted. So a lot of times when people do the ab rollout, um, their lower your, their back, back sags, yeah. it sags mm-hmm. cause yeah. like you're just focusing, like you may feel like tension in your in shoulders, your yeah. um, but it's here. That's where you have to be like, it's so like, like pull it in as if someone's about to punch you in the stomach, yeah. then roll out and then you're pull the, pull the wheel back in. So don't think about, um, I don't really know how to describe it, but just think about like pulling your core. To pull the wheel back in and towards you. Don't bend your
1: elbows or anything. Like that's. I think that's what you're thinking is you're using your core to pull back instead of using or, or your or arms. You're to using pull your back.
0: arms to pull back. Like yeah. think about keeping your core tight, and that's what's bringing you back. Yeah, I know right. it's hard for us to describe it to you.
1: Especially without showing you like a demo, but um, you do have this well, on our Living TV. I have,
0: I have a, barbell a barbell rollout, which is very similar. Same thing. It's like you roll it out because the weights are circular, yeah. so it rolls out. So go watch that on our ever. other exercise yeah. demo channel. And I'm also gonna put together a Swiss ball rollout, mm-hmm. which is probably a more beginner progression yeah, to the ab wheel knees, rollout. So that one's gonna be, probably by the time this video is up, that may be up over on the Live TV daily exercise channel. So go check that out. Cause that's like I said, it's a little bit of easier progression for you.
1: And one other thing I would say is I would caution you, this is a really advanced ab exercise. So if you're just starting to train your abs, Don't even use ab wheel rollouts because that's like next level. You have to graduate from basic ab exercises becoming easier before you start doing harder ab exercises. Like if
0: you can't hold a plank for sixty seconds, like then
1: you you have no business doing. Yeah, don't
0: move on to that yet.
1: Definitely. So I know it's really hard to take a step back and realize that you may actually be a beginner when it comes to training abs, but you will be glad you did because you're going to avoid back pain. Yeah.
0: Okay. Next question from YouTube from Rebecca Sword: What happens if your question doesn't get answered? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is it saved for a future episode? Sent a question via Snapchat and wasn't answered. Oh,
1: shoot. Oh! You know what? That's well, ma- probably why, because Snapchat questions have gotten lost. Well, they have gotten yeah. lost.
0: Um, you know, we do our, like, that's why we're we are saying no to more. Because they're
1: harder to find, harder to organize. Yeah. So we really apologize, because you guys know that every question you send us, we, um take it seriously. We appreciate it. And we're not going to just like throw away your questions on purpose. We want them to all be organized and get answered in an orderly fashion and a timely fashion. Cause I know it probably is annoying to like submit a question and then see like five episodes come through and your question's still not there. Yeah.
0: But that, but your name sounds familiar to me. So Rebecca Rebecca sword. So it may have been answered in a previous episode. It's just we have so many questions from you guys coming in that there's a backload. So yeah. it's like it could take 2 weeks to get answers, it could take 5 weeks to get answered, it could take 6 weeks to get answered. So but How did
1: this question make it in before the other one? Or maybe Well, it, well no, maybe
0: it maybe it maybe did we, we are Yeah, week? <laughs> because this was just in the queue. So Yeah,
1: we might have answered your question already, yeah, so but if we didn't, then it, pro- it may have gotten lost, but I hope it
0: didn't. Yeah, so like I said, guys, your easiest and best way to get your questions answered for us to find them is Twitter. Yeah. So
1: if you want the YouTube guarantee. is not,
0: and you, you asked this on YouTube, YouTube is not the best way to get your question answered on this show because like it's hard. There's no, I don't think there's a searchable function to find it. Like I think Carolina actually has to go in and like,
1: I know some so. guys, some of you guys don't use Twitter, but could you just use it for this show if you don't <laughs> mind? <laughs>
0: All right, next question, Facebook from, man, there's been a lot of Annas on this show. Oh, really? Okay. And they are all different. I think this a is like the fourth Anna, Anna wow, on this show. Name. So Anna Graf from Facebook says, I've been working on them for years, but I've never been able to get my abs to pop. From everything it sounds, seems, it sounds like I need to lose more body fat, which means going into a caloric deficit. I've always been naturally slim and already weigh very little for my height five foot three and 103 pounds. So I feel like it would not be a good idea for me to lose weight. Do you have any recommendations on what I should do? Love you guys, by the way, Kyla is adorable. Thanks. (laughs)
1: things oh, Thanks. <laughs> okay. So, Anna, I think, um, yeah, you're right that your weight seems, sounds like it's yeah. right on point for your height. I would not suggest losing any weight. What I'm thinking is you need to build muscle, not just in your abs, but all yes, over your body. Absolutely. So increase your lean muscle mass.
0: So I, yeah, I was going to say like, just because you are five, three and 103 pounds, it's not about 103 pounds, it's about your body composition. So what I say by that is, what percentage of those 103 pounds are made up of lean body mass, being muscle and bones, and what percentage of that is from body fat? Like, you could still be 103 be pounds really, and your yeah. body fat percentage could still be high because you've never built muscle before, or maybe- But she could
1: also be lean, but also just have low body mass, or uh, lean body mass, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is like, you could have been 130 pounds and you went on this really high or low calorie diet. you killed a lot of fat, but then with it, your body, your body mass went down, your, your, some muscle. So, um, like Jessica said, focus on resistance training at this point. So no more cardio.
1: You said you've been working on your abs for years, but that's probably the problem is you don't need to just work your abs only. You need to work your full body.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, like I said, focus on those squats, the deadlifts, the presses, the lunges, the compound moves. It's going to create that muscle building stimulus in your body. And when that muscle comes, the abs will come with it
1: i agree and i would also have you doing weighted ab exercises like i don't know if you're just doing a lot of reps when you do your ab training um, like I said, I don't want you doing only ab training, but when you do train abs, train them as if they are a regular muscle group, like adding resistance, training to failure, um, doing hypertrophy style lifting with your ab exercises instead of just going like reps forever until you're blue in the face, you yeah, know? You wanna get good hard contractions and then let them recover. That's
0: the thing, the contractions. So yeah. you may be doing ab exercises, but you may not be doing it Actually the proper contracting, way. So yeah. like my Abs.com program, it's a like it's a video based program where i take you through some ab workouts and i tell you how to breathe properly the the proper form like the proper way to get the most out of these app direct ab training exercises so yeah. go check out that program. That is a great
1: program because you can actually watch and you see his abs contracting. So you can see if there's a difference between the way he's doing the exercise and the way you've been doing them. And if you see that difference, that'll help you really hone in and like correct your form or perfect your form. I'm not saying your form is wrong. I'm just saying you may need to take it to the next level to really get the results you're looking for.
0: And guess what? We just had a $10 sale on that product. Oh yeah. But since you guys aren't Uh, on our newsletter or I'm assuming you're not on the newsletter, you missed out on it so get on in the newsletter we always have you know flash sales we give exclusive content to our newsletter subscribers so if you're not on the newsletter get over there
1: mm-hmm. all right bella italia says my question for you guys do you have to eat when you are not hungry i'm trying to get a faster metabolism and i read before to eat every two to three hours to speed it up but sometimes by the two by the time two to three hours passes i'm not hungry for the pre from the previous meal so what do you think mm.
0: so like Yes, it's good to eat, but like we always say, at the end of the day, it's more about total calories as opposed to like eating every two hours. Yeah, like and the whole. And it's
1: not actually true that you, that I eating don't think. It, no, I think
0: I think there's been a lot of research coming out that dispels the the myth that eating more frequently, like three hours, sparks your metabolism. Like no. I think it's that's been, silliness. at the end of the day, yeah. it's about the calories. So the idea behind six meals a day, and I mean, I fell for this too. Oh
1: yeah, me too. Like the idea behind but it having- it helped me get enough calories. It did, and
0: it helped me, and yeah. that's my point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this whole six meal a day thing was created from the bodybuilding world because the bodybuilders had to get the calories in.
1: More than they could handle in three sittings.
0: Yes, so they couldn't get enough calories in three sittings so they had to break it up into more meals throughout the day, more frequently. And that works, mm-hmm. um, but like, if you're not hungry, then...
1: then don't do it that way. You could absolutely do intermittent fasting or you could do just three meals a day. You can spread your calories out in however many times a day you want. But the really important thing for you to know to so called speed your metabolism up is you need to be eating enough for your activity needs. And a lot of people get this wrong. So many people are underdoing, like severely under eating, and then um, having episodes of binging or, you know, like falling off the wagon is what we call it when you're eating really lean and clean for a while and then you just stop and you just start eating everything that you hadn't been eating before for your goals so we don't want you doing that when you're living lean you're eating a lot of food but the right kinds of food and not too much food just the right amount of food for your body and you'd be surprised how much food you can actually eat for your activity needs when you're training a lot it's it's Quite a bit of food. Brad and I can eat, so I would encourage you figure out how much food do you need every day, and then divide it into whatever number of meals works best for you. Doesn't have to be three. Doesn't have to be six. Definitely doesn't have to be every two to three hours. You can have a more comfortable cadence. Yeah. So the calories need to be right.
0: We actually there was four Annas in that episode. Wow! This
1: is the show of Annas. The show of Annas. Anna's. And they're all different Annas. That's awesome. So there you
0: go, guys. That was ten questions loved answering them for you guys. Hopefully you got some value out of that. If you did, make sure you share these videos. Mm-hmm. We want to grow this channel. We want more of you guys watching the videos. Um, if you, you know what? like, If these series keep working, we'll keep doing them. If we're not getting the attention that, that uh, you know, that makes it worth it, then they go bye-bye. Yikes. Yeah, so um, just throwing it out there. People, make sure you're-
1: So you know what you can do to keep it alive share these videos and keep asking questions. Yeah, and
0: make sure you, one other thing is make sure you turn on your notifications. So in YouTube, like, they don't send out a newsletter to everybody to say, oh, new Living TV episode is uploaded like they used to. They stopped doing that. But one way you that you can be notified mm-hmm. every time a video gets uploaded is click that damn bell. So there's a bell that you can click to say. In
1: your settings. Yeah,
0: in your settings to say, um, add me or whatever whatever the it terminology notify me, notify like me when a new episode is uploaded that way it's there you can watch it you can learn you can execute on the ideas and you can live lean with us and when we see that these video views are going up on these episodes then we're like we got to make more of these videos Definitely. if the video views are not going going up then it's like we have to, like, let's
1: do something as, to do. as business people <laughs> yeah. we just
0: have to be like the attention's not there for that series So we're we're gonna have to come up with another idea to come up with something else that gets the engagement, gets the viewership. So that's just the way it is. So it's on you guys to get it out there, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll keep creating the content if you guys keep watching. So we love you. With that said, oh, question of the day. I was gonna shut it down. We're
1: about to go out. I have a question for you guys. If there was one nutrition myth that you used to believe that you now know isn't that important, like the one we talked about was you know, meal timing, eating every two to three hours, we now know that that's not as significant well, it's as not getting that, your daily yeah. calories right? It's
0: not that it's not important, it's just not as important as yeah. what we originally thought it was. So
1: my question for you guys, if there's one other sort of thing that you thought was so important and you, now you realize it's not that important for fitness, let us know down in the comments below what that might be.
0: Yeah, it's a good question.
1: Alright, so thank you guys so much and keep
0: living. Life. You stole my line. Keep living. <laughs> <lead>. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs>